we have been in our boundaries uh, sermon series uh, for the past four weeks. And um, I tell you what, Boundaries is a sermon series that, um, that I have needed in my life and continue to need. And I'm not sure if this sermon is more for me <laughs> or for you. Of course, I've heard many of you saying, man, this is really speaking to me. And it has really uh, uh, spoken to me as well. Um, you will find in your uh, bulletin, you find a handout that has uh, some sermon notes in there. And on the back side of that, you actually have... Um, um, some images there of some of the boundary books. And um, the uh, main book, Boundaries, is a book where I'm taking really a majority um, of, uh, of this material from. Now, one thing you got to understand, too, is um, um, Dr. Uh, Cloud and Townsend, when they put this book together, they, they use God's Word. Uh, God's Word is all over this book um, and uh, almost on every page. I would really highly encourage you to, to get this book. And obviously, as you can tell, there's uh, different boundaries for kids, for uh, marriages, and all kinds of stuff. And I would encourage you to get this book or these books because it will really open your eyes uh, to some boundary issues um, in our life. Because I really believe that if we are able to set those, uh, those healthy boundaries, uh, life would be so much easier. Um, in week one, we talked about what sort of the nature of boundaries, what, who, who are responsible to and what are responsible for. We're responsible to help people carry their burdens. We're responsible for our own uh, loads, our daily loads. Then we talked about sort of, uh, we went through sort of a laws of boundaries and, and what does that look like and um, sort of a cause and effect of things whenever we set those boundaries. Um, and also we looked at uh, last week, uh, the resistance to boundaries. We're going to have boundary resistance. We have uh, uh, um, outside boundaries, resistance from people. And uh, we also have internal resistance to the boundaries that God has called us uh, to set up. And so as you, um, as you and I set up these boundaries, you've got to call it for what it is. You've got to understand this right here is a resistance to what God is calling me to do in my life. And so uh, you've got to understand how to deal with that. Of course, we talked about that last week. And if you want to go uh, hear these messages, you can actually go onto our website, lakepointonline.com, and you can listen to those. And we also, if you ever want the uh, sermon notes or anything, you can just email me or, or call us, and all the information is on our, our website um, as well. But this week, we're going to be uh, talking about what does it look like for, um, for us to have successful boundaries? So what does, what do boundaries look like? How do we know when we're setting those boundaries? How do we know um, that we're progressing in that, in that right direction? What is sort of uh, phase one, phase two, and so on and so forth to know that we are setting up uh, healthy biblical boundaries? I tell you what, that is a question uh, that I had actually all the way through this book. And uh, as we kind of got to the end here, uh, I've realized, okay, this really is packaging it all together and helping it all to make sense. Now, one thing about um, this, and I hope you're taking notes in the insert I have. I have some blanks there, and you can put those there. We also have that on the, uh, the slides, and we also have it on the YouVersion Bible app. We have that in the notes section. And you can go to the YouVersion Bible app, hit more, and go to live, and we are right there. You can uh, put prayer requests and, and everything there as well. But 
when it comes to establishing healthy boundaries, how do we know when we are successful? Well, first, the first phase we're going to understand is we're going to have a feeling of resentment. We're going to have a feeling of resentment. We say, well, that's kind of weird. I, I, I would imagine that if we're setting a boundaries, we won't have resistance, uh, resentment. In order for you and I to set up boundaries, we've got to feel something. Something has got to cause us to build those boundaries in our life. And so the, the thing we're going to feel is we're going to feel resentment. In other words, we're going to be done with the boundary violations in our life. We're going to be done with it. We're going to be like, okay, that, that's enough of, of this person um, of uh, violating my boundaries, or that's enough of, of me not setting personal boundaries and, and fighting those internal resistance. That's enough of that. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set up uh, these boundaries. And so you, you have to have a feeling almost of, of res- resentment or frustration that, man, you're just not moving in, in a healthy direction. Uh, we, we see this, um, you take something very similar, uh, similar like, uh, like a health. You look at our health and you say, okay, I'm, I'm resentful for me not taking care of myself. And because of that, I'm going to make some changes. That is the thing that causes us to go on a diet. Okay? Of course, a diet's not really a boundary. It's just sort of a temporary fix, a lifestyle change is, is more of, of a boundary. But just take something simple like that. With our health, we um, get frustrated and resentful. So that really is step one. So if you're feeling that in certain areas in your life, finances, marriage, relationships, jobs, your health, um, those sort of things. Um, if you're feeling that, that is, that is natural. You're, that's what's going to help you to set up those boundaries. So the next phase is... Uh, you're going to uh, be attracted, or I'm just calling this next phase, attraction. You're going to be drawn to boundary lovers. When you begin to start saying these little no's in your life, you're going to be drawn to people who will accept your no's and will not uh, consider it an, an insult. I mean, you and I both know we have people in our life that if we say no to, they're going to they're gonna feel insulted. They're going to get angry. They're going to uh, be critical of us. And, and so uh, whenever we go to this next, uh, into this next phase of, um, of, um, of attraction, we begin to realize, okay, these people over here, they respect me. It's almost like you understand who your real friends are. They respect me for saying these, these little no's. And once you find that out, here's what you want to do. You want to practice saying some of those no's. Like, for instance, if you're a person who you just, you just get caught up into talking about people or gossiping or saying negative things, and you don't like that about yourself... You're, you're resentful, phase one, and so you, you have uh, saved people in your life where you tell them, look, every time that I talk negative about somebody, tell, tell me no, tell, you know, or show me, just show me what I'm doing wrong, or, or let it, I need you to be an indicator in my life that this is something that I'm doing. And so when you start to, um, to either tell people no or, or to ask them to help you with things, you understand who your real friends are. And so they're going to help you. 
And you're also going to understand with those people who are being critical in your life and saying, no, you are all of a sudden not really drawn to them. You're attracted to those people in your life uh, to where they, um, they don't get bent out of shape when you, uh, when you say no. And what happens is you're able to say yes with no strings attached. You're able to say, say yes to some things. Like if, if, um, if, you, if you constantly are saying no to people, about certain boundaries in your life, and then you say yes or something that is fine, then you can, you can um, say yes with confidence. You can have freedom in saying love. And so that, that is what love is about. Love is about being yourself and being able to have, walk in the freedom of saying no and saying yes. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. In uh, Colossians chapter 3, verse 14, um, it says this, and over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Okay, so if we're going to be unified um, with, with us and our relationship with God, if we're going to be unified with us and, and others in our life in true love, then we're going to be able to say yes to things without guilty, feeling guilty. We're going to be able to say yes to things with no strings attached, and we're also going to be able to say no to some things and then be able to still respect us. And so what does sort of that step look like? Again, we have some, we have some frustration or we have some resentment in our life. Man, I got I to gotta do something. And as you begin to say those little no's in your life, you pick up on the people who, man, these people really respect me. The, I'm drawn to these people. And, so, and the next phase is sort of an adoption phase where you begin to be part of the boundary family. You begin to make meaningful connections um, with people. And we become like those people we're attracted to. I mean, this, this happens in, um, in fitness. You know, you, if, if you're at a place in your life, you're like, man, I need to get more physically fit. You know, I'm resentful, I'm frustrated, you know. And then if you are uh, wanting to... Um, get physically fit, what do you do? You obviously join a gym and you are attracted to uh, those people in your life that can help you uh, to, uh, to get better. And then you start living it. You start buying the gear. You start watching the shows about how to become uh, physically fit. You ha- start having those, those conversations with, with your, not only just your friends, but those people who you really are like, man, I want to I want to look like that person. I want to look like this guy. Or, hey, I want to look like like this girl. She's really taking care of herself. Or, guys, this guy's uh, really taking care of himself. And so you become part of that uh, that boundary family. Because in order to be uh, physically fit, you've got to set boundaries. And so you look at those people and you say, wow, those people really have set those boundaries. And they said no to some things in their life. I want to learn how to do that. And so you could take that and copy and paste that into different areas in your life. Better marriages. You look at a married couple and say, man, what, what they're doing works. Man, this, they are awesome. I mean, every marriage has issues, but this married couple, we would be awesome if we could live or if our marriage could be as healthy as them. And so what you do is you, you become attracted to that and you want to become that and you become like um, what you're attracted to. And you're almost to the point to where you're becoming adopted uh, into that sort of mindset. 
are those boundaries. This happened when we adopted our, our, our three, um, our newest three, Lawson, Marion, and Lincoln. You know, even though we adopted uh, them, uh, it took them a while to adopt us. Uh, I mean, we adopted them, and then, I mean, one day they weren't ours, next day they were. And so, but that didn't happen <laughs> with them and us, because it took a few months for them to, to give us hugs. I mean, Marion, it took Marion like three years for her, to, for her to allow me to just hug her, you know? And that's awesome. And you see some of these, some of these things in the kids' lives where they have finally adopted us as parents. And, and when that happened, they're actually starting to mimic us and, uh, and uh, the other three kids as well, Madison, Landon, and uh, Logan, they begin to mimic them and us and almost to the point to where they even look like our family. We get people all the time that say, man, these, these, I can't tell which kids you adopted and which kids are biological. Well, that's really what you want. You, and so when you set boundaries and you're, uh, you're attracted to, uh, to what those boundaries are, what they can give in your life, and then you uh, sort of adopt those uh, things in your life that can help you with those boundaries and talk the lingo and become uh, in, into the image of what those boundaries can give, then you know you're starting to progress along in your boundaries. And next phase is this, treasure. You begin placing value in yourself. You begin placing value in yourself. Your values will begin to change. You will notice this in your life. You begin to realize what your treasure, what your treasures really are, and you begin to value those those things. You will begin to see that taking responsibility for yourself is healthy, and that taking responsibility for others is destructive mainly other adults. So taking responsibility of yourself for yourself, that's healthy. Taking responsibility for other adults is, is destructive. That's, you're crossing the boundaries. And so you begin to value those things um, in your life. And so um, the, the, um, the result is a life where you begin to treasure yourself. Now, some people may sit in here and go, well, Frank, you don't know what I grew up in. I grew up in a in a home, in a setting where I just was not treated uh, with, uh, as a treasure. Maybe, maybe you grew up in a home where your parents uh, mistreated you, um, or maybe they, uh, and now when I say mistreat, I don't mean like they made you wash your dishes, they made you clean the house, they made you take out the trash, clean your room. So students don't even go there with that, all right? But I'm talking about serious, abusive things in your life. And because you weren't valued, you weren't treasured, it's difficult for you to sit here and say, how can I treasure myself when I haven't even been treasured growing up? And that's a reality for some people, absolutely. But the more that you are able to uh, be around those people and sort of adopt those things in your life that you, that you know they have to, be, have to have boundaries in your life and you are adopting those principles in your life, then, um, then you're able to figure out, okay, what are the things that I really treasure in my life? What is really, really important in my life? Of course, you find that as you grow closer to God and as you, as you get to know God's heart for you because God treasures you above anything else in this world. 
And so you begin to uh, treasure those, those items. In uh, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, it says this, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Guard your heart. Everything you do flows from it. So if everything we do flows from our heart, that means that the things that we desire, the things that we treasure, they are right here in our hearts. And so we want to do everything we can to guard our hearts. Boundaries. Boundaries. To guard our hearts because that's where our treasures uh, lie. And so what is sort of an application for this? Well, one thing you may want to do is write down those things in your life that you really treasure. Write down those things. Make a list. What are some things that you treasure uh, in your life? I was telling Suzanne the other day, uh, we, we took a, a little getaway this um, past couple of days, and I was telling, um, telling Suzanne, my wife, that, um, you know, one of the things I really like doing is I really like working in the yard. Now, I'm no good at it because I've killed my grass, you know, um, and I don't, you know, I kill flowers. I don't really do good at any of that, but I just like working in the yard. And so um, it's sort of, sort of like therapy for me. And, uh, but I told her, you know, I have not really been out in the yard and working in the yard much. She goes, well, you know, Frank, it's, it's been winter. It's been bad weather. But you know what? Even, even through the past several months, I haven't really been able to get out and enjoy the things that I really like doing. What are some things you really like doing? What are some treasures in your life? Obviously, we can look at family as a treasure, spending time with kids, spending time with your, with your spouse, or spending time uh, with, um, with extended family. Or maybe there's some close friends in your life that you really, really, really treasure. And so you're like, man, I really like spending time hanging out with these, with these folks. Whatever that is, as long as it's, it's biblical things, whatever that is, do those things. And you're going to find that once you start putting boundaries around you, you're going to start finding yourself saying, I actually have time, energy, and focus to do the things that I really enjoy doing. And so that is a natural step, a natural progression into that. So uh, just again, recap, you will have uh, basically a feeling of resentment. I get, something's got to change. You're, you're going to be uh, uh, attracted to those people who are going to accept your little nose. And then you're going to sort of adopt those things in your life that's going to help you to become that person God wants you to be, those boundaries. And then you'll start seeing yourself treasure those things in your life. And you want, how do you do that? You guard your heart. You guard your heart. So that's a natural step. The next natural step you will, you will, you will uh, experience is, you, is what we call refusal. Saying yes to maturity. So let me explain that a little bit. When I, when I say refusal, you're basically, you're basically saying no to uh, things in, um, in your life. Now, when you, when you say no to things, you don't say no to people just to get back at them. You don't say no to things because, uh, because you're, uh, you're to the point where you're, you're jealous of somebody or whatever. You don't say no to things that are contrary to what God wants you to do. You say no to things that God has shown you that this right here is causing you to not become the person I want you to be. And so 
You've got to say no to those things. You've got to refuse. But telling people no is not the ultimate goal in setting boundaries. Telling people no or telling yourself no is not the ultimate goal of boundaries. You just want to be walking around saying no, no, no. Your ultimate goal for, for saying no and for boundaries is maturity. Your ultimate goal in setting these boundaries is maturity to where it's a lifestyle. It's kind of like what I said earlier. When you realize, man, I need to go on a diet. I need to change. Something's got something's to give. So I'm going to go on a diet and say, say no to things, no to things. And then if, if all it is is just a diet that happens a few weeks, a couple of months, then uh, you're not really building uh, a mature, a healthy lifestyle. Um, but if you say no to some things uh, that is going to help you to develop that healthy lifestyle on a permanent basis, then it's not really a diet it's a lifestyle change. And so you've got to think of it more of like, I've got to move into maturity. I'm going to say no because this goes against the principles that God has, has for me in my life. This goes against to my new lifestyle that God wants me to live. And so you're not just saying no just to get back at people. That's immature. That's immature. And so you want to be able to say no to things because, you know what? That's not part of my life now. I don't do that anymore. It's a part of my life. And so maturity is the ultimate goal. So refusal um, is basically saying yes to maturity. And then your next phase is, is freedom. Saying yes or saying goodbye to guilt. Now, when, when, you say, when you say no to some things or set those boundaries in your life, you will, you will have a feeling of, of guilt at first, you will feel guilty. You'll have other people uh, make you want to feel guilty. We've kind of talked about that in weeks past. You will have people that will, that will want to make you feel guilty. Don't go there. Understand that that's a natural, uh, that's a natural uh, byproduct of you saying no. But don't follow that guilt to where you're, you're having to move or adjust that boundary. You're going to feel a little bit guilty. And that's natural. But eventually, you're going to find yourself being free from that guilt, and you're going to say goodbye to guilt. When you're saying goodbye to guilt, you know you have entered a, a more mature level of setting boundaries in your life. When you can say no to some things and not feel guilty about it, you know you're moving into maturity. So you... Um, you have um, freedom to say no, and you have freedom from guilt. Last phase we're moving to is this. You're moving to the final stage of maturity. Of maturity. Individuals with mature boundaries aren't frantic, in a hurry, or out of control. They have direction in their life towards their per personal goals. They plan you know, immature people are sort of, you know, we, we kind of see this in, in, in kids, you know, but they're a little bit frantic and kind of maybe see this in ourselves uh, at times as well. But 
Immaturity has signs where you're frantic, you're kind of out of control, you don't really plan, you're sort of reactionary. But people who have mature boundaries, they, they're not reactionary. They're steady. They've made these boundaries. They're not frantic. They're, they're controlled, and they plan according to their boundaries. Um, and they've also considered the cost of those boundaries. They've considered what it costs them. If, if you want to set uh, boundaries um, in your life physically, then you're going to have to consider the cost. Well, I'm gonna have to get up earlier or, or spend some time in my day, you know, working out, or I ha- I'm gonna have to, you know, when I go out to eat with the guys, I'm gonna have to get a salad, you know, not, you know, baked potato, and, you know, and, and a bunch of fries and carb it up and steak, fatty, hamburger, bacon, cheddar, all that kind of stuff. And so you, there will have to be some sacrifices made if you're really going to set those boundaries. Clear boundaries, immature boundaries, is when, well, when I'm with these group, this group of people, um, I'm, these boundaries go away, but I'm with this, this group of people, they're firmly set. That is not maturity. So being mature in our boundaries is we're steady no matter the situation, no matter the setting, no matter who we are around. And we have considered the cost. Doesn't matter what other people might think, what other people might say, and it doesn't matter what you have to go through, you will consider that cost. In, uh, in Luke chapter 14, verse 28 through 30, this is Jesus talking. It says, suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? For if you lay the foundation and are not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will ridicule you, saying this person began to build and wasn't able to finish. So you don't want to be, you don't want to be like a person who builds, who builds a tower, builds a, a, a building, and you don't have it really consider the cost, and you don't have enough to complete that. Same way with boundaries. When you decide to set the boundaries, you've got to consider the cost. So when you are sitting down and you're writing down, okay, here's what this is going to cost me, you are to the point to where you are setting those mature boundaries and live by that cost. Not just write them down, but live your life according to those costs. So what, do, what does successful boundaries look like? Again, steps to maturity. You have resentfulness. You have frustration. Something's got to change. You've, you've got to be, you've got to start saying no. So you practice little no's to people. Just kind of throw those out there and you realize, okay, these people are the people who, who can be my support group in this because I've got to change. These people who are upset with me because I'm saying no, they're not going to help me. They're just going to drive me down. And so I've got to be drawn to these people. And not only that, but there are other people in your life where you're going to be able to adopt their principles, adopt their way of life according to that boundary that you're trying to set. And then you begin, to, you begin to notice that you're taking treasure in those things that you really, really enjoy or those things that really mean the world to you. You have time, energy, and focus to do that. 
uh, to, the, to do those treasures. A treasure, your treasures. And then also, you, be, you, have, um, uh, you have maturity by saying yes and no. And you're not worried about guilt. You have freedom from guilt from saying no. And you uh, have considered the cost of what it takes to set those boundaries. And not only do you consider it, not only do you write those down, but you live it while you're doing that. And it's very important. You get some people that can walk with you through setting those boundaries. Do not do this on your own. And the more difficult the boundary, the, the more difficult it is for you to do that on your own. And even, and the hardest ones are the things that people don't see. The things that, we, the things that we're doing that nobody sees with God. And we try to hide those. And let me tell you what, you're never, ever going to get rid of those without the power of God in your life an active, an active time with the Lord, active prayer life, and an active support system. People helping you to get beyond that. Of that person that you are, and you know you shouldn't be, to the person God really wants you to be. So those are sort of the phases or the steps and whenever we start seeing healthy boundaries in our life and successful boundaries um, in our life. We, when we lived in uh, Texas, um, one, of our, one of our boys, when he's about three years old, um, he was playing out in the, uh, in the backyard and uh, Suzanne was inside and she was, um, she was a stay-at-home mom and, and I, was, I was at work, I was a teacher at the time. And... Um, our, we lived in a neighborhood that had privacy wooden fences, and the back fence kind of had some issues. A few pickets would come off, and you know, or and I'd have to kind of nail them back, or you know, some of the posts weren't really rock solid, and and I knew I was going to have to kind of get to that at some point. But Suzanne called me at school, frantic. She says, you never will guess where I found your son today. <laughs> I says, where? Well, there was a picket that, was, that had come loose and fallen off, and he had wiggled his way through that picket, that open picket, next to the neighbor's pool. And he was around their pool. And, of course, they weren't home. And I just happened to go outside and check on him and notice he was around there. Resentment, frustration, anger, me and myself. I, I, I couldn't leave school because I was a teacher, but I never wanted to leave my, where I was so fast. And so as soon as I got off the phone, I told my class, you guys just hang, hang tight. I made some phone calls. By the next day, that fence was down. New fence was up. I called a team of guys. We got it done. And we provided, we protected that boundary in our backyard. Now by the grace of God, it was not more resentful than that. That would have changed our entire life. And so, yeah, resentful, 
frustration, anger, something has got to change. I need some guys with tools. I need guys here now. There were people in our church back in Houston. They were there. We got it done. And sort of some of these steps that I kind of mentioned here today, I, you can see myself just you know, go through that like fast <laughs> within a matter of about 48 to 36 hours. I went through a lot of these steps and realized that I have got to protect these boundaries in my backyard or something tragic is going to happen. You know, and, and even, even then, I, you still have to repair the fence. You know, my friend of mine, a friend of mine uh, let me borrow uh, a nail gun. And a nail gun, great. I mean, that's one reason why the fence went up so fast. I didn't really operate too many nail guns, but, but you know, he showed me how to, how to load it and, you know, and run it and everything. And so I'd, we'd kind of finished a project, and, and I noticed that one of the fences uh, posts were really loose and, and maybe just getting nailed up too much. And so I kind of pried it open, and sure enough, only one little nail was holding it up. And so all the guys are gone, and, and, um, and so I still had the, the nail gun. So I was like, hey, this would is, be good. So I, I put that fence post up there and did the nail gun, boom, 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 boom. Man, I was like, there it is, we're done. Turned around, and that, that post, that fence picket nailed me on the head fell down and nailed me on the head because the nail gun was empty. <laughs> I didn't even know to recognize if a nail gun was full or not. And if, I, if we had a video on file of that, I would, be, I would make a lot of money on that because let me tell you, as soon as I put those nails in there, turn around, it's like God's like, hey, let me remind you who's really helping you out with this. But I had to go back and repair that fence. Some of you are sitting here today and you're thinking, well, Frank, I, there's areas in my life that's in a dangerous situation. There's areas in my life that on, it's on the edge of being very resentful in my life. There's a tragedy that's about to happen in my life, just like my son being next to that pool, three years old. There's a tragedy that's about to happen in my marriage because I don't have good boundaries. There's a tragedy that's about to happen in my finances because I don't have good boundaries. There's a tragedy I can see coming with my health because I don't have any healthy boundaries. I'm not taking care of myself. You name it, there's lots of areas. There's a tragedy that's coming my way if I don't build healthy boundaries. Are you frustrated enough? Are you angry enough? Are you resentful enough? Then begin saying no to those things. Realize the people you can count on. Adopt those principles, that lifestyle. Don't be guilty about saying no. And consider the cost. Because know this, God is with you. God wants to help you because you becoming that person that God wants you to be, who put that in your heart? God did. God put that in your heart. So God is here telling you, look, I'm ready to help you with this, with setting up these boundaries in your life. So 
no matter what you're going through, God is with you always, forever and ever.